Since antiquity, many have mastered their craft. Even today, geniuses walk the earth. And then there's us. To be or not to be, that is crushing my face with your tongue. We're trying to become better because we're failures. Constant failures. And we want to get better at every single thing we do. Frank! Frank. Lloyd Wright. Hello. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? You know, man, I just got an energy transfusion from Manchester. Oh, yeah? Feeling a little better. That's good. Says hi. Oh, I say hi back. I thought you said you're, you're high. <laughs> <laughs> I feel high, but I'm just high on tired. Nice. Yeah, how was your day, man? Good. I'm watching, watching my mother's pets. Mm. Uh, so you might hear a bird. I do. What kind of background? Bird? It's a bare-eyed cockatoo. And it's a, it's a son of a bitch too. I, which is a goddamn thing would drop dead. But that thing's probably gonna outlive me, man. They, they live to like eighty something years old. Goddamn. What's its name? Pookie. Pookie. Interesting. Sounds like a bastard. It is a bastard. That's for damn sure. A goddamn bastard. Are you drinking seltzer right there? Oh, yeah. You know it. Product placement. I'm, pl- I'm drinking strawberry seltzer. You got to find out whether uh, uh, Wings pairs better with Coors or Bud Light. I can say that right now. It pairs better with the Coors. Was that? Just uh, some amount of cores goes down better with hot wings, although Bud Light goes better with dry rub wings. Wow. It's just Oscar meant hot wings because that's what the nomenclature is. Well, I did, yeah, yeah, I did. The more, uh, the richer, the more full body the beer, the more weedy and grainy the beer is, the better it'll, it'll cool the spiciness because, right, bread um, cools off heat. And then yeah. you got to think a light beard can't do that as well. That makes sense. Have you ever tried a hemp beer? There's like... Beer? No. I don't there's like this beer, beer called the Hemperer, I think. It's all a name. <laughs> Spoken like a, pretty good. like a man who doesn't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was an expensive six-pack, man. It was like 20-something bucks. Yeah, you're- it was pretty good. Your 7-Eleven near you has, like, crazy beer selection. Yeah, it's an American Petroleum now. Oh, that's weird. That is weird when things change over. Yeah. I went into a place that used to be a 7-Eleven once for a free, 7-Eleven Day, National Free Slushy Day. Yeah. And uh, they changed, like, things, but they kept the same color scheme. And so I went in. It was like, time for a free slush. And I'm like, no, I'm like, $3.99. I'm like, what, what the fuck? They kept the slush machine, too. But they're no longer a 7-Eleven, so. Have you ever had Dunkaroos? Dunkaroos. Yeah. It had, like, the kangaroo what on is, it. What is that background noise? What, what, is, what does keep screeching in the... It's, it's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> there are, why is there a bird in your house? 
You were in there. I'm at my mom's house. I'm okay, watching go the pets. The bird, go bring the birds in that can do her a favor. Just All right, like, well, let's welcome in another bird, Francisco. Yeah. Hey. 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 How are you? How's How are you? it going? Good. If you hear a loud squawking noise, because Oscar refuses to go kill a bird inside his house. <laughs> I'm scared of that bird. Hey, you guys are very funny, you know? I saw the thing with Vinnie Pastor. You're very funny. Oh, thank, oh, thank you. And you work well, really well together. So good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sounds like you're ending the podcast. <laughs> oh. And I was hoping that you would wear that wig tonight, Andrew. You know? I don't have a wig. You don't have a wig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Johnny Rocket. Johnny Rocket. Right. A person we know. Oh, that's a, someone else. Okay. Anyway, it's really uh, it's not going to be dry and boring, even though it's about taxes. I yeah, can no, I got a lot of questions. Good. Yeah, we're very interested in the tax code. First thing off the bat, Fran. Yeah. You know when it's important to file an LLC for yourself. If you're an independent contractor. Like, when is, when is it worthwhile to do that? Uh, in most cases, it's not worthwhile. Because in most cases, people who start their own business really fail within a couple of years, you know, I mean, if you look at it realistically. So for those people, it's definitely not worth it. And I have several clients who start, you know, they get the LLC and then for some reason they don't. So now in the case of people who continue with their, with, and they're successful, if they're independent, the main reason for an LLC is to limit liability. And so that could apply to say somebody in the construction trade because the saw might kill somebody else or hurt someone. Could apply to an author, you know, could write something damaging. Could comply to. You're saying this, and I'm starting to think, even though Knowledge Daddy is not even close to profitable, we definitely do have uh, some dangerous things we put our, our crew through, through, you know. And us even, <laughs> so, yeah, we right? Play with some so power tools. That's the that's the main reason to file an LLC is to get that kind of protection. But there may be other ways to get that protection: insurance, or you hire a mobster, <laughs> right? Right. So uh, it's often uh, people rush out to form an LLC because they want to legitimize. Some people want to just legitimize their business. And they think by having an LLC, it makes it more formal of a business and that it has some benefits. It really doesn't have any tax benefits to be an LLC. It may be cheaper than being an S corporation. You know, let me let me just go through comparing the different if you want. Okay, very quickly compare. Yeah. Give me an example of a business that is it your this business of yours? Let's say let's say a bird a exotic bird distributor. Okay, exotic bird distributor. My, my how about, how about an independent contractor that's a bird hitman. <laughs> my best friend Tony has a business. It's not only exotic birds, it's mainly fish and stuff, but uh, he has been an, a sole proprietor for now I 40, guess years, 40 years in his business. Yukons oh, wow. and tilapia? <laughs> no, not uh, the other kind of fish, you know, that you look at rather than eat. I have a pet you tilapia. Know? What? No, I'm, <laughs> I have an, I'm, not, I'm not hearing all of it. Um, but anyway... Uh, when you file as a sole proprietor, 
you prepare a Schedule C that's attached to your Form 1040, and you you list your income, which may come from, say, 1099s, uh, Form 1099s, showing how much you charged, uh, you know, these other stores that you sold these exotic birds to or directly, you know, online, and or a report that the credit card companies issue called the 1099K. You have different documents come in to show how much you've received. And even if you don't have a document and you received it, you should really claim it because sometimes a document is issued later after the far later, sometimes a year or two later, and the IRS will get that. So you're better off on the income side being very honest so, so you, you record your income and then you record your expenses. You could use maybe a program like QuickBooks uh, to do that or Excel, or you can hire somebody to help you to do that. Sometimes you don't need a very expensive accountant, but you could maybe get a bookkeeper to, to help with that, or you could have some a staff member do that. There are guidelines of the kinds of expenses you can deduct, although I'd say generally, when you're in your own business, almost anything is related to that business. Yeah. So with exotic birds, for example, any movie or book or anything like you you buy or you're at that has birds in it can be related to that business, right? Anything that is marketing oriented. So all of the social media classes, all of the um, schmoozing with potential clients, everybody's a potential buyer. So yeah. there's a lot of expenses that you can deduct. So you got to go to the Met Gala to meet the right people to sell your birds to. <laughs> right, right. Or uh, maybe, um, maybe you want to meet some good VR people. Because, uh, you know, someone's going to come up with a great app for becoming a living life as an exotic bird. You know, I would like to try that maybe. Or maybe like a, a VR goggles for a bird so the bird can feel like it's in the jungle. Maybe they'll be less annoying if they feel like they're in the jungle sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there's a, so I want to swing it back to sole proprietor lists the income and expenses and the difference is the profit. That profit is included in the personal tax return and it's subject to regular income taxes, which depend on what, how much income, but usually it's around 20% now, 25%. And then in addition to that, because you're not paying social security taxes, you then pay what's called self-employment taxes, which get credited to your social security account that given your young ages, you'll probably never see, you know, they may not even have a social security system. So you pay that in, you'll probably never see it. And uh, it'll go to support older people like me in uh, nursing homes and stuff like that. That's fine. So, you support me with my, my Medicare or whatever. Hell all right. So that's so, so, um, sole proprietorship. You, all, you don't need a sophisticated set of books for that. Limited liability company, if you're yourself, you're a single member of this 
limited liability company, and you have the option to file as a sole proprietor. So from a tax standpoint, it's the same. Brand, what? If, if there are two people, you file as a partnership, and then it gets a little more difficult. Yeah. Brand, I wanted to ask you, though, we're in a weird year, right? Because everyone, not everyone, but most people got, they got a, a stipend or whatever, stimulus money, and they got their unemployment bonuses. Like, are they taxing that stuff extra hard, or are they? No. All right, let's talk about the pandemic and stuff and distinguish between what's good tax ideas before and after the pandemic. So now the pandemic, hopefully you already got your two stimulus checks. The first one was 1200. The second one was 600. The, the third one you may have gotten the last few days is 1400. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now each person who, whose gross income, a single person, you're all single, right? You're not, no one's married. Um, <laughs> your adjusted gross income, which is basically your total income minus a couple of expenses, mm -hmm. had to be less than $75,000. I know you guys are into entertainment and stuff and you haven't hit it yet, you know, so maybe you're under that 75,000. <laughs> that's not taxable, but you do have to report it in your tax return. And if it turns out that you thought you were under 75,000 and then you ended up more and you went and reported say the first one at 1200 and it turns out when you end up doing the taxes, maybe not you guys, but a lot of other people are over the 75,000, the tax software computes it and you'll end up owing some of that back as a tax. If it turned out that you receive less because say they based it on 2019's income and it was higher, but 2020 was lower, then you will get a credit. So it's a way, it, it all, you know, comes out in the wash yeah. as far as the stimulus. Now, the very important thing for many people, and we've got a deadline coming up, is including small business people like you guys, mm -hmm. if you have some income, you don't have to have that much income, but if you have some income, you could qualify as a, for a PPP, it's called, a Payroll Protection Plan Loan. Now, the ones last year, I got about 24 of them for my clients, you know, help them to get it. And we got everything from $1,000 to $170,000. Some, some of my clients got $150,000, $170,000, And I came in just, uh, I'm sorry, not the PPP. I got the, these acronyms are weird, but EIDL, which is Economic Injury, uh, uh, injury uh, Disaster Loan, a grant. Those I got. The PPP last year was only handled really by the banks and they really botched that job up. They gave it to a lot of high-end corporations. A lot of small business people didn't get it. And, uh, and they made a real effort this year. And I could see the effort because I know a lot of people who have gotten that uh, PPP loan. The PPP loan last year was made more complicated because you needed a W-2. So you needed a 
evidence of being an employee of a corporation. It could have been your own corporation, but you had to have yourself on as an employee, which is some businesses, small businesses especially, they may incorporate, but they don't go through the next step of setting up a payroll and paying themselves, you know, because they're not making that much money. Wait, so W-2, you get a W-2 as an independent contractor? Yes. Most, it depends. It, it depends on, um, when you're an independent, there are 34 factors in what makes one an independent contractor. We're not going to go over them all. But basically, if somebody controls your workplace, which now is less controllable because of the pandemic and people working from home, if they control your hours and control your work, then you're really their employee. I'll give you an example. Actors usually used to get 1099s as an independent. Now, many of them get W-2s because the set is, is controlled you know, they can't do anything without being on that particular movie or play or whatever. So uh, more and more uh, independent contractors are not as independent. Now, where they are independent, this PPP loan that I was mentioning, the uh, rules have loosened up and you could prove that you qualify for the loan just with a 1099, you don't have to have a W-2 for this year. Last year, you needed to be an employee. Now you could just be a 1099. So as an example, let's say you uh, were a landscaper and uh, you, were, you, know, you were doing that because the film you wrote, is, nothing was happening with it last year. And you got 10,000, say you got $12,000 for the year. The way the PPP works, and this might interest people watching this, that it's really accessible to get. You take the average gross income. So in that case, let's say you're a landscaper, you made $12,000 gross, but with all your equipment and the people that you hired and everything, you only made 5,000. For the PPP, you take the gross 12, you divide it by 12, to get your average monthly pay, so to speak, or income, gross income, and you multiply it by a factor of 2.5. So if you take the 12,000 divided by 12, it's 1,000, multiply it times 2.5, you can get, it's not a lot of money, but you can get $2,500 loan, which is really a forgivable loan if you use it for payroll, and it doesn't really cost anything to get that. And qualifying is very simple. What does that mean, a forgivable loan? Uh, they'll lend you the money, and then they, they'll put their hand out, you know, back to you. You know, the string that they have to that money is that a year from now, they're going to say, how did you spend that money? And if all you could show is that you took that money and you went to Bermuda with it, then they're going to say that's not forgiven. But if you show that you took that 2,500, used it in your business, say in that landscaper's case that he actually bought more equipment or paid, then you could keep it. So it becomes like a grant. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it becomes a grant. Like this is the EIDL may come around again. And that's also, they, they were grants that were based on number of employees times $1,000. So some of my employees had like, some of my clients had like six or seven employees. So they got seven, six, $7,000 grants right away, quickly. God damn There's it. one more, I want to mention this one other, one more on the subject of SBA, Small Business Administration. Man. Yes. Man. I just want to say to the guys, like, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. If, if they don't ask for the money back, if you spend it on your business, it's kind of a no-brainer for us to do it for Knowledge Daddies and hire actual crew. Yeah, that would be nice. Absolutely. You but, like say, but because we're not incorporated, would it just be one of us taking out on our own? for our, like? Well, yeah. Well, the way, first of all, you had to have made some money okay, before. Well, nope, now we yeah. can't. <laughs> That what? That elimination? Now we definitely can't get it because we made zero dollars. I mean, okay. no, but you could, okay, but you could take it out as a podcast producer, and then you could right. buy equipment, or you could whatever you could buy equipment that yeah. works. So let's say you put one of you, and I, I'm not saying as a front, but let's say <laughs> uh, let's say one of you, you know, made money, you know, made some money. And that money was connected in some way to this podcast business, right? And you filed a Schedule C with your, you know, with your income tax return. Yeah. That gross amount that you received, let's say it was that twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that would qualify you for a twenty five hundred dollar loan, and you could arrange it among yourselves mm-hmm. of how to split that up, with the idea being that. For 2021, you put yourself together with an LLC, if you're talking about yourself, so the three people would be members, you would file a partnership, and everything that comes in, rather than three separate sole proprietorships, I would, you know, I'd want to obviously talk to you more about that, but that would be a, a way to do it in the future, and then you could work that out of how to qualify. Yeah, now, there's something that you that I want to mention. It's very big. It's coming out in about a week. It may not pertain to you directly, but it may pertain to people you know in the entertainment business. All it's right. called the Sheltered Venue Operators Grant, S-V-O-G, SVOG, I guess. <laughs> and it's big time. Big. It's going to come about. This is, has not been done before. It's going to be, I think, in around eight or 10 days or so, it's coming. And I'm lining up clients for this. What that does is that it's especially good for, say, a club, say, a comedy club, say, Al from uh, Broadway Comedy or Greenwich Village Comedy or, uh, you know, another another venue. Tiny Cupboard, Matt from Tiny Cupboard. Yeah. Or uh, Cambry from QED. Yeah, all of those people, they would qualify as producers. And even if they didn't have their own venue, right? And they just operated as a producer. And I think that you've done, Andrew, you've done some shows too. You, 
if you if you organize the show and sell tickets, then you yeah. qualify as a also talent representatives. You guys, as you go on in your work, you know, beside um, knowledge daddies, you you might end up uh, alliances with other people and stuff, and so. So it qualified for clubs, restaurants that are shuttered, you know, that closed down, they couldn't do business, and it used to do a lot of entertainment business. Uh, museums, theaters, you know, those those kinds of places where I'm thinking, guys like you, you could go into, and if those, a lot of people don't know about this, or they or maybe they were they had a lot of stuff off the books or they, they haven't done their books or tax returns in a long time. What you could do maybe is you could work with them and say, make a deal with them and say that you'll bring them the information or help them, however, tie them into whether it's a lawyer or an accountant like me or somebody to get them this loan and in return, you want to be able to use their space or something, you know, for shooting okay. things or stuff like that. So you may know some people that qualify for it and it may be a good way to, to help you in your own business introducing okay. that. So that's the SVOG, the PPP, they extended the, the deadline on that. There was a rush to do it in, a, in the last week or two and then now they've extended it. So that's uh, another thing to do. And generally, money is freer under this administration for these kinds of uh, loans and programs. And it's going to continue. I think it's going to continue to be like that. So my uh, shout out to people is to get their books and records in order so that you could, you know, apply like this SVOG, for example, they're opening the doors for applications like in eight or 10 days. And it's only the, until the money lasts, you know, right. the ones that are there first. And the way that works, by the way, just to, just to tease you on that, is it's 45% of the gross. So let's say you know a restaurant owner that was doing $2 million a year gross. You know, I may have been making $5,000 net, but he was making $2 million gross based on the year before. And then all of a sudden he closed up, she closed up mm -hmm. and wasn't making anything. They give you 45% of the gross mm. and wow. it's given, it's not a loan, it's given. Wow. 45% wow. of 2 million is 900,000. So Yikes. there's a lot of, so you could, you could really, um, uh, I'm thinking of people that you know, you know, I'm not going to name names, but people you know, know a lot of people with venues and a lot of people with venues, sometimes because a lot of the business is cash business. They shy away from loans and things like that. But there may be a way to legitimize them, you know, with tax returns and stuff like that when at stake is a, is a large amount of money. Okay, so, well stuff is very interesting and obviously if you have a business like that or you are an independent contractor like it's super applicable but before we uh go on too long i do want to you know talk about first of all that you're a cpa you've been doing this for how long uh it, that would give away my age so i'll, I'll use like a, a, a round 
I'll be doing it for 30 years. Okay, nice. So therefore, I could still be in my 50s, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, you started doing it, yeah. I'm a, I'm a CPA. I was trained at Price Waterhouse. That's where I, I uh, had a career. I was a manager. Then I went out on my own in my own business. I had a large 4,500 square foot toy store and sold baby furniture and stuff like that. And I had two stores and I was a consultant to many other small businesses. So what happened, and then I've been in a number of businesses after that, retail businesses and uh, video businesses and stuff. But now you, uh, you do comedy, you act, you do sculpture also too? Yeah, I have this uh, ADD streak that's yeah. uh, pretty uh, unforgiving. <laughs> it just keeps going, you know, like I tried so many times. I like I would say fail at a business and I'd say, well, I wasn't really expert at that. I was, of course, going to fail, but I would still try or, you know, like with acting or, you know, I uh, as many people, many entrepreneurial people, many creative people are drawn to lots of different things. For example, uh, today I sent in. Uh, a painting you know I'm really into painting now and art and sculptures and I sent in a painting to a victim assistance bureau like that help people who are victims because I was a victim once 30 years ago somebody came into one of my stores and he didn't even rob me but he took a bat and he hit me over the head three times and I fractured and he hit me once and I went unconscious. And then the doctors told me that by the damage, they could see that he hit me twice more Jesus. while I was down. So I did a painting. So I, I was approached by this organization if I wanted to uh, contribute. So what I contributed was a little video describing the story and a painting that shows me laying on the ground and, and bloodied or whatever. But anyway, you asked me about, uh, you know, other things. So because I'm older, I've had the, op and because of this ADD streak, I've had the opportunity, really good one to, to explore all these different things, you know? Funny you mentioned sculpture because we're, we're playing with the idea of doing a Knowledge Daddies episode with a sculptor. You know. Oh my God! I said, sculptor. I have a I have a grant proposal next week. I was told by I, I don't want to reveal it yet because, but it's the uh, the executive director of a leading arts center. Uh, I pitched on the idea, and I do have three of my sculptures at this place already. You know, and they've gotten, and I pitched her on this other sculpture. Check this out. It would be twenty five feet high. And it it's sort of like a teepee look. These are natural limbs from trees that are painted. And it's called unity. And each limb represents a different aspect of a person, like their, their gender or sex, sexuality, their race or whatever. And there's like a visual depiction of them. Their, so the their corporate um, stature, like whether they're an LLC or a you know. <laughs> Yeah, so so this this unity statue, you know, could be 
my idea is to do it at this particular park and it has a nice $10,000 grant associated with it if I use its organization. But um, then you could scale it. You know, if it works there, then I could take the same thing. It's very low cost. Just cut tree, cut branches off of trees and paint them, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, could scale it and put it at different churches, different businesses, different centers and stuff like that. So the, the, the lesson in that really is to take your passion, like you guys are very passionate about your business, take a passion, find an inexpensive way to fulfill that passion, do it legally, really, do it well, like you're trying to do, set it, setting it up properly. And, um, and for example, scaling it, what, what better thing than you're doing a podcast, right? It's so cheap and easy to put that together. And and uh, and do it some, with something that people want to want to learn about. Yeah. Now, you know? now it's just a matter of making it profitable. You know. Yeah. Well, um, uh, too too often I didn't I financed myself or I got my own loans and stuff. There is a lot of money out there that a lot of people have. And you guys are smart and talented. You put together uh, a good pr- uh, proposal and you go, like, for example, I used to put together proposals for getting loans. I'd get much more lo- loan money than anybody else did that I knew. But I had to pay it back. And I did pay it all back. But I never really raised venture capital. And that's where you guys are smart. You, you could like think that way. Think of what you could do to, to scale it bigger and then raise the money in small amounts, like $5,000 amounts. So you put together, say, 10 people, $5,000 each. That's $50,000. There's certain regulatory things you have to do with that. You know, certain filings you would have to make. I could guide you on that. That's, they're really not that difficult. And you'd be surprised how many people are willing to give somebody they like or like what you're doing $5,000 rather than putting $5,000 in some mutual fund they have no connection with. Right. So you could put that stuff together and, and you could buy into other people's services and films. So, for example, let's say you raise $50,000. And you're going about doing knowledge studies and somebody comes to you with their idea, take an option on their idea for like $3,000. They're broke. They'd be willing to sell you an option on their idea for $3,000 before you know it. Now, because it's three of you putting it together, you're doing another project and another project, another project. So, So with small amounts of money, you can really quickly scale up. But when you say that, like finding people who would would invest, like I don't even know, like, I mean, I guess I do know people with money, but I don't, I feel very self-conscious about even approaching them and I wouldn't know how to find people who are interested. This is what I'm, this is what I'm getting at. I felt that also that no matter how smart you feel you are, you, you feel that someone else is either smarter or you have nerve asking for some, this is what I'm getting at is to, to get past that early 
And the way to do it is sales comes in pairs. All you have to do is do one. And the next one is within a couple of days because your phone conversation is, oh, by the way, I was talking to Angelo and uh, uh, we were talking about this new project we're involved in. And Angelo's an investor. He said it was all right to say it, but he's an investor for $5,000. You say that to somebody on the phone, all of a sudden, oh yeah, tell me about that. I'm interested in that. Well, the five, seven, we have another piece for 7,500. You're interested in that? We could talk about it. Once a month, you three guys could get together with a very interesting, funny presentation. I think it could be a funny presentation you do about raising money in your own business. <laughs> and if you had 10 people in the room, you're going to get one person probably that night or soon thereafter to want to associate with you because you're thinking smart. You're thinking bigger than you are. And uh, very quickly, I think you'll find that you'll be able to raise money for projects. And uh, if you got an A, you know, everybody's got everybody, uh, you got to have a gimmick kind of thing. And your gimmick could be that not only do you do interesting entertainment related projects, but that you know how to make money at them. So you just got to like nail that. You got to get that and make figure out how to make the money and raise some money to figure it out. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and every, and be honest with everyone saying, we don't know if this is going to work, but it's, it could work, you know, and if it works, it could be big. I would think about all of the people that, you know, and some people, you know, might not have your skills and you could bring them in as like sort of a passive partner kind of thing. You know, they may have written a good uh, comedy sketch or something, mm. a good sketch, you know, and you say, uh, well, look, we could try that sketch out. You know, if you invest with us, you know, we'll, you'll be one of the sketches that we'll work on. Right. You know, that type of thing. Right. Given us a lot to think about and a lot to apply, obviously, because I'm definitely going to, I think I'm going to do that PPP loan thing that you mentioned um, and reinvest it, obviously, in, in my business, because I, I mean, I am a business. I, it's weird for me to think about it because like two, three years ago, I wasn't. And it kind of right. just, mm -hmm. it wasn't even like a real decision. It's just kind of like the passion was there and then the skills were kind of there. And then all of a sudden I'm a business. Right. You. You, you know, uh, right, all of a sudden, it and being a business doesn't take away from the beauty mm. of the creativity. It does, being a, being a, uh, a money-making comedian, for example, doesn't take away from the cleverness of the jokes, you, you know. In fact, it's enhanced. And in order, if you think in terms of you have skills, and ideas and everything, and you have many years to come to go. The more that you become successful in business and making money as a result of it, or make or having experiences and network, uh, the fuller your life is. No question about it. It really becomes fuller because then you could pick and choose the uh, the things you want to get involved in. So, and there's nothing more beautiful than being able to afford to help people. Absolutely. And it's because it's not a, uh, 
I find now I do, I do a lot of, uh, I'm giving myself as an example, just because it's easier for me to say it. Um, you know, I was on the board of three different organizations, you know, and including a church and a woman's club, you know, and an LGBT center and stuff. I spent a lot of time at that. So I spent a lot of time helping people. Now I'm helping, for example, I'm on a DEI diversity, equity, and inclusion committee of a major arts organization, actors organization. And we're trying to um, help the conversation of Black Lives Matter and also other, you know, like we, we had a, a long call last night about hate against Asian Americans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what can we do about helping that out? And so, when you have experience in business, that helps you help other people. Because if you have experience, then people want to associate with you because you have clever ideas right. or ideas. So the more successful you are about it, and you guys are going to be very successful, um, people want to do business with you. So, uh, and you have a perfect venue, this knowledge daddies. You know, you're going to people to get their expertise and they're learning about you guys, you know, from doing that, you know, so that's that. And that, that gives you also an opportunity to to promote them. True. True. Yeah. And we can easily tie in, you know, with different businesses and different products and while still, you know, staying true to making it funny and educational. You should make like, and I really appreciate you asking me to come on and talk about taxes. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we, we've, uh, the time is, is gone quick, too, maybe too quickly. But what you should do as part of your, you know, it's a big wide world of business and it's very complicated. Yeah. What you got to do is be also disciplined among the three of you. And maybe you do a, maybe it doesn't have to be weekly. Maybe it's every other week but have a dis the discipline of getting together and go over who can we network to? Who can we call for new business? Mm -hmm. Who can we work with to come up with a new sketch, a new idea? Who could we, and, and make the calls, have a list of, you know, just brainstorm that day. When you go to bed at night, think brainstorm who you got. And then, so when you three guys get together, you got really work, you got, could do work on it and then set up a meeting like and come up with like an idea you know now that we're coming out of this hopefully coming out of this pandemic you know set up a, a meeting even if it's in a park on a bench right. with somebody who could be a potential investor and right. it could be we're looking you know we understand that you got it you've you've been successful you've been involved in a few different businesses we're looking for some we got a couple of ideas we want to pick your brain People love to give advice. Yeah. And you don't have to say, we're looking for you to put in five or $10,000. You could say, we're looking for your advice. Right. And before you know it, someone says, hey, look, if you want some help with this, I can help you out. No, you're absolutely right. We, we yeah, definitely. Being true to discipline, to, you know, because yeah. well, it's fun anyway. And maybe you got to do, <laughs> maybe you got to do a sketch about that. 
Yeah, we'll be teaching about taxes. There you go. Time. We'll go. We'll go on the business lunch on the bench, and then we'll have a nice three-star meal together and write it off as a business experience. Yeah, we'll exactly. just that'll, that'll, that'll do for now. We'll just go out to really expensive meals and write them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, with the write-off, you only get fifty percent, right? Okay. And then it was they tried to change it to one hundred percent, but it didn't fully go through. You know, it still it might go through. You know, the hundred percent. But, 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 and all of the other incidental, you know, your cable TV, your, you know, your, your, almost all of what you do when you're your own boss, you could come up with a deduction for it. And your office at home, you could, you know, it's it, there are certain uh qualifications you know you got to use an area specific uh, exclusively for business and stuff uh but you could you could do it yeah and uh well Fran this has been amazing I mean I'm, I'm sure people listening to this will have been really grateful to all this advice I mean you you're you're obviously an expert. I got a real quick a real quick thing to add sure. a lot of people lost a lot of money in 2020 and a lot of people may have missed the opportunity but you could take the because when you lose a lot of money for anyone who had money in their IRAs and stuff they could have taken the money out of that to cause income Mm -hmm. use it against the losses pay no tax and they would have had all that money out of their IRAs with no tax on it you know, mm. all right. So because they lost, many people didn't do that. They lost that opportunity. But what they didn't lose is if they lost a lot of money, they should record the losses and they can go back and apply them. I'm in the process of doing this now for clients. You go back and amend prior returns and you could apply it to prior returns. Okay. Mm. So not all of it, but certain amounts of it, you could apply it and get refunds on taxes that you paid in the past. So that's like a, and there are, there are several things that uh, people on the ropes could do to help them. And you're a financial tax. So, I mean, for people out there who, who want your help with taxes and all these things and loans, like where can people contact? The, uh, the best thing to do is, uh, you know, they could go and if they want, if they're really interested, they can get my phone number right on my website. My website is www.trans, you know, T-R-A-N-S for transgender, Fran, F-R-A-N, first name, and my last name, Cisco, S-I-S-C-O, transfrancisco.com. Cool. And my email and everything is on that is on there and even on there there are guides tax guides the website is split left brain right brain yeah the left brain stuff is the taxes and the investments and stuff insurance and the right brain is the acting and the films and and you know things like that right there with you (laughs) (laughs) and wanting to do everything thank you friend that's amazing Thank you guys. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, 
I, I want to be in part of, and maybe I could help raise some money from Sai. You get, you get me in it. I got to be, okay. get me in this sketch. Put me in a all right, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk to you. How'd that song go? Put me in, Joe. Da, 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 uh, John Fogarty, you know. I don't know that song. But, oh, I don't think I know it. Yeah. <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, but we will. Okay, we'll do something with you for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I have, I, you know, I've been in a couple of films and done a couple of plays. I could send you a reel and stuff. You have the same acting coach. Are we? That's we right. That's yeah. right. And, uh, that's right. I tell you, we can mention a name, right? Yeah, we can mention. Yeah, Vincent Pastor is yeah. incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. When I first, the first class I went to, I said to myself, "Oh my God, how is he gonna? He's so hard on some people. How's this gonna work out and everything?" And he would talk about this, and then he would talk about that, and and I'm saying, "Oh my God, how's this gonna work out?" And it turned out that it was fabulous. And I was so engaged in every moment of every interaction he had with every student. And I did it for about two years with him. And then, uh, and, and then, uh, then I don't know what, then he said I graduated, actually. <laughs> he said I graduated. <laughs> I don't know who's trying to get rid of me, but. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap it up. Right, bye. I like to get together with you guys on a park bench or something. I mean, not, awesome. not, not like that, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, okay, thank you. Bye.